0: I'm glad to have you in worship with us today, and um, I look forward to seeing what God has for us together. Um, as you know, I serve here in the church and have for several years, um, but serving you in this way by bringing God's word is not something I normally do. So maybe it would make you feel a little bit better to know that I actually led a small house church at one time. I would bring the message, uh, I would lead in song, even playing the piano, and um it was just a great time uh, of, of development and of worship for me and for the congregation. Granted, it was in my parents' home and the congregation consisted of two people, or two souls, my little sister and her kitten. <laughs> and I was eight. I'm not gonna maybe add that to my resume. That might not be a good idea. But so I guess, you know, we shouldn't be completely surprised uh, to be here today given all that vast experience. So I think that the best way for us to start today is with prayer, asking the Holy Spirit to speak to us and to nudge us together towards truth. Let's pray. Father God, what a privilege it is to be in your house of worship. Lord, to sing songs to you, to hear prayers to you, to be led in prayers to you and to hear your word. So Lord, I ask that your Holy Spirit would be very present in this moment. That, Lord, you would soften our hearts to receive what it is you want us to learn. That, Lord, you would open our ears and let us hear your truth. Lord, I pray that I would not be a stumbling block today. But, Lord, rather that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart would be pleasing to you. In Jesus name I pray, amen. Well, everyone has characteristics in their personality and traits that kind of flow through their families. Some of those characteristics and traits are good and helpful and others, mm, not so much. Some of these characteristics and traits come from the hand of God and others really display our innate brokenness coming from original sin. Some of my personality traits come from my birth order. Like most firstborns, I'm reliable, conscientious, structured, an achiever, and I can be controlling. My sister would have called me bossy, and I would have told her to be quiet. <laughs> I have a picture from childhood etched in my memory. We actually had a family photograph of it, but I don't know where it is now. Um, but it's of my sister and I, and it's of our profiles. We're sitting on top of our fence in our backyard and you can just tell from the look on my face, I am letting her have it. And you know, I just feel so, so sorry for her as the baby of the family. Cause that's kind of what you get when you're the baby, right? When you look at pictures of our extended family, I tend to favor my father's side A funny thing about my dad's side of the family is when he and his siblings are together and a family photo is taken of them, they do this strange like train car linking arms thing. I don't know where it came from, but um, I have a picture of some of my cousins a few years ago. Same thing, second generation. It is so weird. I don't know why we do that. Uh, It's just funny to me. Humor is another trait of our family. we find things funny. Probably sometimes we find things, we find humor in situations and circumstances that we probably shouldn't, but humor is a big part of our family. A not so pleasant trait on one side of my family is anger. In fact, one of my cousins had such explosions of anger as a child that we nicknamed his tantrums Donald Duck Fitz because he would like squawk and flap and just completely go off. And that's exactly what it reminded us of, Donald Duck. Well, I don't flap around like Donald Duck, but I do carry that trait of anger, and it's not a pretty thing at times. I've learned some helpful things about myself throughout the years. According to Gallup StrengthsFinder, my top five strengths are positivity, maximizer, individualization, developer, and activator. This means I like to help people maximize their individual potential and help them develop, while I get things moving with much enthusiasm. I've learned I'm an introverted extrovert. I like people, but it, but ideas tend to energize me more. The Myers-Briggs personality assessment tells me I'm an ISFJ. Apparently, I like to help people find their place in the group as I plan and organize with great detail. I'm responsible, see what needs to be done, and I care about people as much as I care about getting the job done. In Gary Smalley's personality test, I'm almost equally a lion and an otter. I confidently take charge to solve a problem in a strong-willed independent manner while enthusiastically having fun motivating others as I creatively um, initiate change with infectious laughter. I don't even know how those things are possible. They seem like they're, they're polar opposites, but it's me. On the Enneagram, I'm a nine peaceful mediator with a wing of eight protective challenger. I find value in peace, harmony and unity and go with the flow while being independent, strong and assertive. And so just for the fun of it, I took the Star Wars Big Five test. Turns out I'm most like Wedge Antilles. I don't even know who that is. Why couldn't I have been like Rey or Princess Leia, you know, leader of the the rebellion? Well, evidently part of my personality is to study my personality. Learning all of these things about myself can be really helpful and make me more self-aware. Sharing the information with others can provide insight into one another. But there are even more important reasons to know who God created you to be apart from personality assessments. And so the question that we're gonna be answering today as we seek guidance from the Holy Spirit is, who am I? Today is the final week in our series on the Holy Spirit we have learned that the Holy Spirit was given to Christ's followers after the ascension of Jesus Christ. Jesus left earth to be seated in heaven at the right hand of God, preparing for our arrival in heaven. When one accepts the work of Christ on the cross, the gift of the Holy Spirit is received. Every person who who professes Christ receives the Holy Spirit. Not the super elite Christians, not the lucky ones, but every single believer has God, the Holy Spirit, within them. We learned last week we want every gift of the Holy Spirit to be experienced within the body of Christ here at First Christian Church. So let's look at some scripture together as we learn how God would have each of us answer the question, who am I because of the Holy Spirit within us? If you would please turn in your Bibles to Ephesians 4, which is found in the New Testament. There are Bibles for you to use, or feel free to use a digital Bible. For those online, there's a Bible tab that you can open. This book was a general letter written to be shared with several churches, and not specifically addressing a crisis in one particular congregation in Ephesus The original audience was the first century church growing within the power hungry structure of Roman rule all around them. In this letter to the believers in Ephesus and beyond, there's a lot of language related to power. However, not of rulers and authorities, but rather of the power of God through Christ and the Holy Spirit. Today, we don't send letters nearly as much as past generations. We send email to people we know and people we don't know pretty easily. In the first century, at the time of this letter, when it was written, letters maintained relationships. They were not written to establish new ones. When we read Ephesians, we are reading someone else's mail that applies to us today. Follow along in chapter 4, starting in verse 17. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity and they are full of greed. and holiness. This is the very word of God. So what does this passage in Ephesians four help me understand about who I am? In verse 24, it says, to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Listen again, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Another translation reads, created according to the likeness of God. In the creation account found in the Old Testament in Genesis 1, the very first book of the Bible, we read, let us make man in our image after our likeness. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. We are created in the resemblance of God, a representative figure of God. There is something about us that is modeled and shaped like God. You and I carry the imago Dei, the image of God. The psalmist writes that each of us is fearfully and wonderfully made. You were created in a reverent manner with honor and respect and set apart from anyone and anything else created. So our first answer to the question, who am I? Is I am a bearer of the very image of God set apart from all other created things. Now, if we look back in this um, passage that we read, starting in verse 22, uh, we can learn more about who we are. There's to be a noticeable difference in us after receiving the gift of salvation and the Holy Spirit. You read these phrases, former way of life old self corrupted by its deceitful desires, made new in the attitude of your minds, put on the new self. There's a change in our actions and thinking when we accept Christ and receive the Holy Spirit. How does that happen? I'm an introverted extrovert. I have a positive outlook and I have anger issues at times. Isn't that who I am? Not entirely. It may describe who I am before Christ in my complete brokenness. But upon salvation and receiving the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit transforms me. He works within me to transform my brokenness into more of the image of Christ. In other mail circulated throughout the early church, Paul writes, and we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are what? being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And this, for those he foreknew, he also predestined to what? To be conformed to the image of his Son. Paul also wrote, and have what? Put on the new self, which is what? Being renewed. In knowledge, after what? The image of its creator. There are instances when these changes in us are due to the Holy Spirit and it is instantaneous and miraculous. However, there are other changes made through a long, slow process between you and the Holy Spirit to smooth out the rough edges of who you are. I share that anger is an area that the Holy Spirit is smoothing out within me. And I love the story that author Michelle Anthony tells about um, anger and transformation of the Holy Spirit in her family. She tells the story of being at dinner one time and um, her family was a Christian family. They followed Christ. They were heavily involved in their church. In fact, her father and mother were in leadership of their church. And yet, Michelle's father had an explosive temper. And so she tells a story of one night being at dinner together, sitting around the table and something set her father off and he picked up his bowl of chili and he heaved it against the wall. Bits of chili went spraying everywhere. The the bowl broke and sent pieces everywhere. And Michelle, only being six years old, was absolutely terrified. So she left the kitchen and went upstairs to her room to cry. A few minutes later, her father came into the room and this big man made himself small and he knelt down next to his daughter at her bedside and he cried alongside her. He told his daughter that he was sorry. He admitted that his actions were wrong and didn't reflect God. And he asked her to forgive him because it is not what Jesus would have done. And he was sorry. You know, this dad did not make excuses. He didn't blame his wife for setting him off. He didn't blame the kids for doing something wrong. He took responsibility for his bad behavior, behavior that was not congruent with Christ within him. And now, now Michelle describes her father as one of the gentlest, most loving, patient men she knows. He is not the same person and he does not struggle with anger like he used to, but it's not because he learned how to keep a lid on it but rather he allowed the Holy Spirit to smooth out the rough edges of anger within him. Michelle and the rest of her family had a front row seat to how the Holy Spirit worked through him and transformed him into more of the image of Christ. So who am I? I am a new creation through the transforming work of the Holy Spirit. Let's find another answer to our question, who am I? Related to the gifts given by the Holy Spirit. Let's go back to our passage in Ephesians four and let's start reading in verse seven. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does he ascended mean? Except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions. He who descended is the very one who who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we reach till we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. In these verses, we see that each of us who receives the Holy Spirit receives gifts. And then a list of representative gifts is given. This is not an exhaustive list of gifts so that you can't rule yourself out. But rather, these are examples of gifts of the Holy Spirit, Verse 12 explains the result of these gifts of the Holy Spirit to equip his people for works of service for building up the body of Christ. Works of service means we are given gifts in order to be servants. Each of us who proclaims Christ as Lord and Savior receives the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit living within us to be a servant. Friends, we are meant to get in the game and play and not just cheer from the stands for the other Christ followers as they serve. In 1 Corinthians 12, we learn that gifts given by Christ are to build the body and are administered by the Holy Spirit who knows in advance what gift best fits each believer for service. You were created with intentionality and purpose for a place of service in the body of Christ. Spiritual gifts are gifts of divine grace evidenced by some ability for the benefit of the body of Christ. Who am I? I am uniquely gifted by the Holy Spirit to serve within the body of Christ. Each of us can answer the question, who am I? I am created In the image of God, transformed into a new creation, a uniquely gifted servant. So, why am I created in the image of God, transformed into a new creation, and a uniquely gifted servant? If you go back to the last part of verse 12, it tells us. So that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. We are created in the image of God, transformed and uniquely gifted for the benefit of the body of Christ. Each one of us is necessary to unity becoming mature together, and working in unison for the cause of Christ. Each one of us is necessary for the rest of us. When I see people putting their gifts from the Holy Spirit to use for the benefit of the body of Christ, I observe joyful expressions of service. Every week, faithful servants pour into the lives of children who attend Club 305, Servants share their gifts to help students grow in theirs through instruction received in arts academy classes. Caring servants work with children in our pre-K, elementary, and student life ministries, helping kids learn that Jesus loves them and has a plan for their lives. Servants with the gifts of hospitality prepare and serve meals, greet us as we enter the building each week, and they visit the sick. Servants open their homes and host small groups where God's word is studied and life is shared with one another. Many of these servants have been faithfully doing so for a very long time. I see joy in the lives of those who serve the body of Christ. I can remember sitting exactly where you are probably about 18 years ago, Uh, My husband and I um, got moved to Decatur uh, due to his work. And so we found ourselves um, for another time, transplanted into a new town. And so one of the things that we immediately started doing was looking for a church home. Uh, Both of us were fortunate enough to grow up in homes where um, we loved Christ and we loved his church. And so we both had examples of families and parents extended families who were involved in the life of the church. So that's what we did. And we found ourselves in a worship service here. And to be honest, we were drawn back again and again because we experienced the Holy Spirit through worship and teaching like we had never experienced anywhere else. So we kept coming. But it took me a while to find my place of service I eventually ended up helping out in vacation Bible school and uh, being a substitute at times in the children's ministry area. And I have to tell you that when I was serving in those areas, my heart would sing. I looked forward to going, I enjoyed being there, and I just knew that's what I was made to do. I was made to serve in those areas. And in fact, it's what eventually led to me answering the call of God on my life to full-time vocational ministry. And this is my story, so don't worry. If you decide to sign up someplace to serve, it doesn't mean that you'll end up in full-time vocational ministry. But that's what happened to me. That's how God moved in my life. But I also have to pause here and acknowledge that sometimes there's difficulty in serving alongside others. Maybe you've tried to serve somehow and it just didn't fit or maybe didn't turn out exactly the way you thought it would. Or maybe you took offense to someone you were serving alongside. Maybe someone was hurtful to you. You know, our brokenness can get in the way of service. But here's the question. Would our expectations be more gracious to one another if we could remember that each one of us bears the image of God, that each one of us is in the process of being transformed and that none of us are fully transformed this side of heaven, and that it is up to us to maintain unity for the body of Christ and be accepting of the different gifts given to those serving alongside us. I say yes. I want to serve alongside others who understand that I am not done being transformed and who are willing to forgive evidence of my brokenness so that my unique gifts can be put to use for the good of the body of Christ. And I want that for each of you as well. For those of you who have found a place of service, thank you. Keep up the good hard work. And make room for others. Invite someone to join you in serving. Be encouraging to someone who is serving. Help someone find their place. We are all created in the image of God. But maybe you need to take a next step. So here are some actions that you can follow along with and figure out which one is your next step. For some of you, maybe your next step is to accept Christ and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You cannot receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit until you decide to accept the work of Christ in your life, to forgive your sins and to lead you in all things. If you have not made this decision, can I ask you, What are you waiting for? Hopefully you have heard over the course of the last three weeks, that transformation is available to you through accepting Christ and receiving the Holy Spirit. It is impossible for any of us to transform our own brokenness apart from God's work within us. Every single one of us falls short of the glory of God. Christ's work on the cross is the only acceptable payment for our sin and the only manner by which we can be reconciled to God. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Don't leave here today without accepting the work of Christ and receiving the Holy Spirit. And in just a few minutes, there'll be an opportunity to pray with someone regarding accepting Christ. Maybe your step is to determine what gifts the Holy Spirit has given you. And we understand that it can be overwhelming to figure out what your gifts may be. So we've put together some resources to help. A free assessment, which you know makes me so happy. A free assessment (laughs) called SHAPE will help you learn about the unique way that you've been created, experiences you've had and gifts the Holy Spirit has provided for you in service to the body of Christ. SHAPE, the letters S-H-A-P-E, that stands for spiritual gifts, heart, abilities, personality, and experience. The SHAPE assessment is gonna take about 30 minutes for you to complete. And let me just um, give you a little uh, hint. as you take it, and that is, it is really not made to take on your phone. So if you have your phone open and you you just wanna do it, please don't, because you'll be frustrated. It's not formatted for that. Um, So you wanna sit down at your computer, give yourself about 30 minutes to take your time and and take the assessment. You'll have a better better, um, experience if you do that. And you will have the option to email your results to our staff who can help you process your results. We don't want you to complete this assessment in a vacuum. And we realize that doing this kind of assessment can bring up some questions. And so we wanna walk alongside you in that and look forward to connecting with you. The assessment is available now at firstdecater.org shape. And um, if you have that optional meeting with a staff member, they have all kinds of additional resources to help you um, as you dig into how God has shaped you. In addition, if you really like to dig in and want a whole lot more information, this book is available in our uh, Mosaic Cafe bookstore today. So as you can see, it has a lot more information than what your 30-minute assessment online is going to have. And if you want to dig in deeper, this would be a great resource. I would recommend that if you would like that. No surprise, I completed the SHAPE assessment. And I confirmed that my top spiritual gifts are administration, evangelism, and serving. It confirmed I'm a 50-50 extrovert reserved and a 50-50 peacemaker challenger who is project driven and a leader. And it confirmed that I'm serving in the right spot to benefit the body of Christ here at First Christian. So if you have accepted Christ and you've received the gift of the Holy Spirit and you've determined what your spiritual gifts are, then maybe your next step is to find a place of service in which the Holy Spirit has gifted, uniquely gifted you for the body of Christ. If you know what your gifts are and where you'd like to serve, consider this your invitation to join the team. Stop by Connection Point today and speak to someone regarding a place you'd like to serve or go ahead and sign up to join a Serve Together team. There is room for your gifts within the body of Christ. And finally, I'm so excited that this afternoon at 4.30, Pastor Wayne is gonna bring to us some more teaching regarding the Holy Spirit and leading us through a time of prayer, seeking the Holy Spirit and his gifts for the benefit of the body of Christ here. Please come if you'd like to further explore the role of the Holy Spirit within you. So, I am a firstborn with the strings of positivity, maximizer, individualization, developer, and activator. I'm an introverted extrovert, an ISFJ, a lion otter, a nine peaceful mediator on the Enneagram with anger issues, and I'm a little bossy at times. However, I am also like you. I am created in the image of God transformed into a new creation, a uniquely gifted servant. We were created to need one another. The Holy Spirit has gifted us to work best when we are serving one another. Let's pray. Father God, We praise you because we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Lord, we thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit. Lord, that empowers us to do things in your name and for your glory, for the benefit of the rest of the body of Christ. What a beautiful gift that is. Lord, I thank you for this body of Christ and for the opportunity that each one of us has to serve. And so Lord, I just pray that the next few minutes you would continue to nudge us towards your truth of how you've created us and what you desire for us. And Lord, I pray that we would be active participants in your transforming work in our lives. God, we love you. We thank you for your son. And it's in his name we pray. Amen.